welcome to episode 25 of the Fantasy Fitback Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Fitback. My name's John and I'm joined by a man who's been investing his last pennies into GameStone this week <laughs> and has been quoted as the architect behind Wall Street's downfall. Scobie, how are you? <laughs> I, wish, I wish that were true, John. I wish that were true. Yeah, I'm all right. Been a good rush this week, but that's what boredom does to you. It's a very dangerous thing. If it's not fantasy football, it's penny stocks, it seems. We're this deep into lockdown, we're there. But anyway, listeners, we've got an absolute treat for you this week. In a week where we celebrated Rabbi Burns night, we thought it was perfect to have the whiskey connoisseur himself, the man who has heeded more boz than you've had hot dinners, and the manager of Fapur's Pingers. It's Big T. Finn Thompson, welcome. Thank you very much, lads. Good to good to finally be on. Um, it's been a it's been a fun fun season. I, I thought you'd have me on a wee bit earlier, but you've obviously been saving <laughs> a special occasion. Finn, they won't let they will not let me have jambles on. Um, I try my hardest, but they just say that we're irrelevant. That's so it. I had to fight to get to Osh in the first place, and then you. I mean, that's been an uphill struggle. So. Unfairly dismissed from the league, and all of a sudden you get relegated to mid season <laughs> death order. <laughs> I, wondered how you on you, I wondered how quickly you mentioned that, Finn. So I'm glad you got it in within the first 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I think if you'd, if you'd had me on in the first few weeks of the season, you'd have had a non stop rant against uh, Neil Doncaster and the rest of the donkeys that run the game. So I'll I'll try and limit it to to a couple of minutes instead of the full show. <laughs> oh, it's great to have you on, and as a as a tartan army enthusiast, man that goes home and away to Scotland, you must be so excited this year with the Euros upcoming and potential fantasy football Euros. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean that's that's the light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? Just getting our way to to June and hopefully getting a few fans in stadiums at. Hamden and Wembley, um, but you know, worst case scenario, we're all we're all down in our kilts in Trafalgar Square, and <laughs> we're in very liquid in the fountain, and that'll do me. So, no, it's it's something to look forward to in in an otherwise bleak year. So, yeah, not so bad. Definitely. Here, 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 and and on that note, listeners, we'll just tell you how we're going to take this week's pod, the twenty fifth, our quarter century. So, thanks for being with us. For all those episodes, however many you've made, um, we are going to start in part one with our new favourite, bra or gnaw. So we'll start with our guest, Finn Thompson, his bras and gnaws, and work our way through the ladder. In part two, Mr. Scobie will take us through the amazing week's action. I mean, it was a full fixture list on Wednesday night this week. Some amazing storylines. We'll try and dissect that and tell you what the Fantasy Football Scotland implications were. And then in part three, we've got so many questions in the Twitter sphere because there are so many double game weeks coming up. And how do you ne- negotiate those? Uh, we will try and put our expertise on that. So it's a, it's a bumper pod. Are we excited, boys? Very, 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 very excited. <laughs> Me too. So, so without further ado, Finn, do you want to start on your bra or your no, depending how you feel? We'll, we'll always go bra first and... You know, linking into the whole, you know, Scotland qualifying for the Euros. 
my bra is Lee Griffiths because he's he's back in the score sheet. He got a wee assist for for Edward as well. Um, you know that can only be a good thing for for the Scottish national team. Um, you know, obviously with Lyndon Dykes up top, that's our first choice option. I think we know that that's going to be a good good option. But to have Griffiths either coming off the bench or potentially in a two up top situation, that's got got to be a good thing. Because yeah, I was going to say, would, would you play him two up top? We've not seen that really yet, or for any extended period of time. But would you like to see Dykes and Griffiths? I think we need a plan B, don't we? Um, because if if the system that we currently have doesn't work, then we need to, we need something different, and and Griffiths can be that difference. I, I reckon. Yeah. I think ultimately he will be an option off the bench uh, unless Dykes is injured, but a pretty good option if he's fit and if he's firing. So, you know, I think that's a, a really positive step. I did see that he missed an absolute sitter as well. Uh, so it's obviously not all not all rosy. And probably coupled with that, you know, there's a few other worrying signs from a Scotland point of view. Christie's not getting a game, uh, or at least he seems to be relegated to, to the bench at the moment anyway. Mm. So, you know, it's not, it's not all great, but I think that's a, a little positive sign anyway. And, th- and that's a really important point as well from Fantasy Football Scotland perspective. And Celtic have got, you know, a lot of double game weeks coming up. So we're trying to work out where the value is in that team. Scooby, what are you thinking Celtic double game week-wise coming up? Um, very good question. Top of my mind at the moment. So we had the Frimpong um, episode this week. A lot of people obviously had Frimpong um, and a lot of people get in touch on Twitter looking for advice uh, on what to do. We've kind of gone with the Holden um, because that free transfer was incoming. That seems to have been, I think, a sensible thing to do. A lot of people brought Ayer in. So I think he'll definitely be there. He's there for me, certainly. Turnbull, you kind of feel like most people have got him. So then you're kind of thinking, who's that third? And I'm having real trouble trying to nail down what I do there and who I go with. Um, so, you know, it's a good question. So, so I've got a free transfer there with Frimpong, who am I going to put in? Uh, I like the look of Laxalt. I think that he's going to play. Um, so you know maybe it's that and then, but then I was looking up top and I think you've nailed it there seeing the way that Griff plays and his value as well in around 6 million um, I thought his goal um, to open the scoring the other night was just classic Griff wasn't it you know edge of the box reversed it a little bit he's just got that in his locker um, and he does look hungry I was just trying to look there how many games is that now in the last sort of four or five that he's scored because it's it's pretty impressive he certainly had a few um, there you go so that's listeners. That's two jambos telling you to get Lee Griffiths in your team. Uh, sensational, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, Finn, what is your no for the week? Uh, my my no for for the week is probably a more general look at, at Scottish football, which I've become you know more aware of this week in the last few weeks since it's become incredibly evident the Rangers are going to win the title, um, and it. I don't know if you remember Gary Neville's quote back when Liverpool and, and Man U, uh, 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 Man City were, were fighting out for the title. And he said something like, it's like choosing between two blokes to nick your wife. And, <laughs> and while, while it's been great seeing the demise of Celtic and we've all, all had a good laugh, you kind of realise, well, what does that mean? You've got bloody Rangers who are going to, go ahead and have their moment of joy. So while Gary Neville's been complaining about two blokes nicking, nicking your wife, 
from our point of view as Scottish football fans, I don't think we've even had stinky fingers at a disco. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got close. And it's just quite depressing. Obviously, you get your little moment in the sun with, with a Scottish Cup or a League Cup winner getting that European tie. But it's just a little bit sad to be constantly battling between those two. It's, it's the nature of Scottish football. But, you know, that's why... That's why things like fantasy football are a good little addition because it, it brings that extra bit of entertainment to it all. It's an extra reason to watch, you know, all these games. So, you know, we, we've we've come to terms with it. But that that's probably my knock for the week. It's it's passing the torch over to Rangers is never a never a nice thing from a non old firm point of view. Fantasy football Scotland softens the blow of your rivals scoring a goal because you know that you might have one of them in your team. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's brilliant, Tim. Thank you. It's, it's, like Danny Nielsen. it's like Danny Nielsen celebrating a, a Man United goal <laughs> just for fancy points. And I have seen that many times. A clinched fist, a clinched fist when Marcus Rashford scored. I do believe I was next in for that and I'll never let him win it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, mate. You kicked us off well there. Finn, what am I going to pick up on this week? I'm going to start with my gnaw. Uh, get out of the way. It's um, been itching to get this one off my chest. It is my gnaw of the week. Following on from what you've been saying in some ways, Finn, uh, it's the SFA and the farcical fit and proper trial of David Martindale, which I, on a, on a very serious note, um, just think is a shampolic um, embarrassment um, to Scottish football and, and an episode I'm glad is at least in the past, but was um, quite painful to go through, especially, and we are big fans of David Martindale on the pod, rightly so, uh, last night's result only emphasises that. Um, as does his quote, which at least he can see the light of it. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this today after the win. He said, I told the boys they had to uh, get three points as this was my first game as a fit and proper person. <laughs> he said, I don't know any fit and proper persons. Ask the missus to make me a coffee as I'm a fit and proper person. <laughs> Great, man. Good crack. Takes it in stride. But yeah, just, uh, just a very weird situation, especially when you look back at the long list of unsavoury characters that have blessed Scottish football. Um, everyone from Craig White to Vladimir Romanov, uh, Malky Mackay, who's still employed by the SFA, despite being a racist and misogynist proven, um, and many other colourful characters. Um, but yeah, great to see Martindale pass that test um, yeah. and continue. That, that's 23 points in 27 from Livy. National Cup final. They've scored two or more in eight of the last nine matches. Fantastic. Super David Martindale. And yeah, I don't think the three of us are one fit and proper person put together. <laughs> Certainly not fit. Um, I, uh, you two are. Um, I, would, I don't know if you're going to bring that up in the next part, John, but I was just going to say a, a word on the Cup semi-finals, actually. Some, some really entertaining, refreshing games. Um, great to see Livingston make their first Cup um, semi-final, of course. Um, great. great to see the Highways put out again at Hamden. <laughs> <laughs> TG up there. It's just again, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice part to an otherwise bleak season for me watching them stumble and, and fail. And, I mean, and seriously, we we laugh, but I mean, it what's it's an, it's now like uh, you know they need a sports psychologist or something in there. There's a mental block 
when it comes to those games, those pressure games, they were clearly the favourites at that point. You know, if you look across those four semi-final semi-finalists, um, they've lost think. their bit of form, though, have they not? I mean, they they do seem to be struggling away and and just a little bit, a little bit defensive, a little bit just unambitious with their play as well. So there's there's certainly something going on that's not not quite right. We'll talk a bit bit more about Hibs in part two when we go to Easter Road. Uh, Scooby, do you want to give us your bra? Yeah, I'll jump on. John, you're, you're keeping us going before we get sidetracked. Uh, my bra for the week, well, it's game week 27. Um, we're finally here. It's double game week galore. And that means, uh, very excitingly, I think it's time to use the tokens. We'll maybe talk about that a little bit more. I don't know if there's any questions come in. As you know, I never, ever look at them. Um, but we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams playing double game weeks this week. The only teams that are not having double game weeks are Hamilton, Rangers, Motherwell, and Ross County. So, yeah, lots and lots of fixtures. I think that the bench boost is certainly in play. I think if you wanted to go for it with the triple captain, that's in play. I think it's time to use the tokens. I think it's really exciting. Uh, we'll see some monster hauls of points, and we're going to have lots and lots of games to talk about next week. Completely agree, Scooby. It's bench boost time, listeners. If you haven't used it, it's triple captain time. It's trying to get them going, and hopefully the rest of the pod, you will now realise who to use. I will quickly take you through my brawl yes, and get with part one. My brawl was going to be uh, the free transfer off Frimpong. He's gone to buy a Leverkusen for £10 million. Pounds. How? Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see a small club like Man City bag a 30% sell-on clause. They clearly need the cash in these uh, really difficult times. What a load of shite. My biggest brawl is that Funza Ojo has left Pataudry. He's gone to Wigan Athletic. Thank goodness for that. What a shocker of a signing. They certainly will not be singing Funzo Ojo is on fire. Your defence is terrified at the JJB or whatever that's called now. <laughs> the JJB. Remember that. <laughs> Christ. Ojo's then, gone then. Just I'm, sure fantasy, I'm sure fantasy fans across the, across the <laughs> league are going to be... No idea what to do. <laughs> okay. And it just finishes part. My biggest gnaw uh, is, is Aberdeen's attack just now. The nil-nil the, in, last night at McDermott Park St. Johnston was the third nil-nil Aberdeen have had in the last seven fixtures. It's the fourth in total this season. They have no recognised goal scorer. Lewis Ferguson went on a decent run and a number of months ago now to take his total to eight in the league. No one else has scored more than four. Hedges has got four. Cosgrove's got three. Then it's a rake of players on two. Aberdeen attack midfield is just a no-no area for me right now. They're not creating anything. Hedges can't seem to hit the target, even though he takes a lot of shots. Scott Wright, I don't know what Ibrox have seen in him. He's off to there. I mean, it's just, it's not looking good. And Aberdeen have got no money to buy a new striker. So I'd be saying avoid there. Finn, have you got any Aberdeen players in your fantasy football Scotland team? Yeah, I do. I've, I've got Hedges... Ferguson and Considine as well. Um, I had Ferguson at the start of the season and I chucked him uh, when the whole COVID-8 COVID situation happened. And then I'm pretty sure as soon as, as soon as he got back, he started banging them in. So I jumped on the train again and things seemed to have dried up, as, you know, as always happens with fancy football. So, you know, I've got, I've got those three um, probably looking at, at swapping one of those midfielders out I'll keep Constantine because he's a, a bit of a hero these days <laughs> um, but yeah Aberdeen's an interesting one I, 
I thought with, with Cosgrove coming back in to the team after a fairly lengthy injury, that would help things out. But it's almost as if it's had a bit of a, a negative effect and maybe style play's been affected a little bit by by him, I don't know, being a, a focal point, but it's it's just not really working. Well, the comments um, were fairly pointed um, by McInnes at the end of the game. He said, um, we're searching for somebody to go and be that regular goal scorer for us. He may as well have said, Sam, Curtis, come yeah. on and you score an effing goal. Um, because, you know, as you say, John, there's big money there to go and sign anyone and the two of them have got chance after chance after chance and there's nothing. One other thing I was going to say from the Aberdeen point of view, Hoban uh, injured in the Saturday game. We forget about the two games that happened on Saturday, that very weird game week. Um, Hoban is it was injured obviously last night. Is he going to be back or no? It was it was the Wednesday game. Scobie he had a clash of heads right at the start of the St Johnston game. It was um, oh, yeah. confirmed that he will be back uh, playing this weekend. I can confirm. So that's so. big for the double game week. Then anyone that yeah. was thinking about getting him in for those two ties against Livingston. Yeah, I mean, I, like Joe Lewis is probably the best goalkeeping asset in the game, um, just because there's not a lot of other Aberdeen options, and they do get clean sheets, so that's good. All right, lads, that has been an excellent part one, nice and thorough. Let's get out of it and move on to the games. Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. I'm joined with Scobie as ever, and also by Big T, who once microwaved his football socks to accelerate their drying. <laughs> He's a genius. You can see why we're going with the pod, obviously. Works uh, <laughs> Super. <laughs> John, I'm not going to introduce myself this week because uh, you're still laughing at your own joke. So, uh, yeah, so part two, bit where we take us through the week's action. So just to recap, we had a very strange game week 25, which only included two games. And somehow I actually ended up scoring more points with four players playing than I did the previous week with 11 players playing. Um, go figure. So that was two games. That was uh, Rangers-Ross County. Aberdeen Motherwell wins for Rangers and Aberdeen in them. Quite a few goals as well, actually. Quite a lot of action, certainly in the Rangers game, 5-0. But that is a distant memory. So we will push on from there. So we look back at last night's, the full, the full round of fixtures on Wednesday. Where are we going to start? Well, the one that I think caught everyone by surprise, Dundee United, St Mirren. St Mirren did recently dispatched from the League Cup as we just talked about, um, seemingly with a lot to get off their chest, like us at the start of this uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they rode into Tanadice, certainly with a point to prove. Uh, and just to quickly recap what happened, Jamie McGrath's free kick, kick started off a really well-worked move, it was straight off the training field, um, headed across the face of goal, and Big Shaughnessy was there to head in the front, making 1-0. Then a bit of a meltdown for Dundee United, um, although they're saying poor decisions, um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Reynolds gives away a penalty, which McGrath slots to make it 2-0. And then Shank, minutes later, handballs. That one's probably more unintentionally. Um, handballs, but in any case, another penalty, which was also converted by McGrath. 3-0. Uh, so where word on McGrath. We'll stop there for a second. John, I think you advised somebody on Twitter to bring him in last minute, did you not? I did, I did. I told him to bring him in and he was absolutely chizzing. Finn, were you chizzing? Because McGrath is in your squad. 
<laughs> McGrath is sitting nice and warm on my bench. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I, I've completely forgotten about the whole thing where if you have someone who doesn't start in your, in your starting 11, your best bench player comes on. And I was, I was using that quite wisely at the start of the season. I basically picked, you know, some injured player to, to be constantly in the starting 11 so that my best sub would always come on. But I've, I've clearly forgotten that. I need to, get, need to get Lyndon Dykes back in the team like Real Cinco and just have him sitting there so I've always got my first bench option. But yeah, no, I, I thought the, the, the Samirin penalties were, were very, very soft and mm. Thought they were even softer when McGrath was taking them and, and not getting any points. I think they were. But the biggest thing for me, Scobie, is we've talked about how good this United defence has been all season. Mark Reynolds yeah. has been a great servant in your team, uh, getting clean sheet points regularly. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were so concerned at seeing that Benjamin Lord Segrist was injured with a calf strain before this game. And as I said on Twitter, if you take the best goalkeeper in Europe out of any side, then they will concede goals. And what's happened to Dundee United is you've seen that any sort of stability and confidence that that defence had left the building. You know, the first goal, Segrist saves that. The two penalties, then as you say, they're very soft. Segrist probably saves one because he's that good. I generally think Segrist saves all those goals as long as, apart from the penalties. And I just think you cannot over-egg how big an influence that had on this quite average, by the looks of things, defence from United. Yeah, they just lost their way completely at the back. I, I completely agree with you. And Seekers can't say enough good things about him. Hopefully, he's now going to be back for the double game week as if we think the calf strain is not that serious. Um, back to it. Harks got Dundee United onto the score sheet, to be fair, with a... It's the pick of the goals, to be fair, out of the six of them. It's a stunner. Hits it first time from about 25 yards out. Um, but St. Mary were relentless. Um, Dylan Conley outruns Smith, finishes nicely 4-1, and then they weren't finished there. Ryan Flynn goes on a Maisie and sets up Dennis for the fifth. That was a really nicely worked goal, but it did look like the United's players had just stopped playing by that point. Um, but yeah, we've sent St. Mary and had this in them for a while, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, and St. Men have obviously got the double game weeks, a lot of double game weeks coming up, so you've got to be thinking about them. One player I'm going to tip here is Dylan Connolly. He's ex-AFC Wimbledon, and as Finn and Scobie know, both my cousins are big AFC Wimbledon fans, so they actually chirped up on the WhatsApp last night and uh, said, what on earth is Dylan Connolly doing scoring goals? Wally Downs, great name, was the Wimbledon manager a couple of years ago and picked him up from Dundalk, where he scored nine goals in 37 appearances, which is pretty good going for a winger. Uh, looked really decent in the 15 games he had at Wimbledon and they were actually disappointed to see him go. So I think a little bit of a differential there, three and a half mil if someone wants to pick him up. then I like that. Good bit of inside info. Dylan Conley, one to watch. Uh, certainly one to watch of late as we move on to the next game, uh, Ross County, Motherwell. Uh, that man, Ollie Shaw, is on fire. Mm. And he continues his streak. Against Motherwell, he taps in after Hilton um, and stretch Motherwell keeper Kelly. 1-0. Um, Ollie Shaw's been a popular pickup of, of late as well. John, I believe you have him? No, I just tipped him heavily. Finn, have you, have you got any of uh, Yogi Bear's team in your, or on your horizons? I don't. I don't. I, I was looking at Shaw. I think that's probably quite a safe one, actually, and decent value. But... Um, 
no, no, no county boys in the team. Um, Any Motherwell players? No, no Motherwell players. I, I had Hilton for a while, who seems to be contributing points now, but he wasn't at the start of the season, so he got chucked. Um, no, I'm, I'm big on Aberdeen, big on, big on Rangers. That's. Yeah. I think I think Ollie Shaw, as I've said in the previous pod, is is definitely go to in Ross County with uh, the Renaissance under uh, Yogi uh, Hughes, Devontae Cole, uh, who's, who I think is a baller, and actually he's now scored what three goals in his last five games. They've all been tappings, which mm-hmm. is I think almost makes me want him even more, and he now is in my team because I think he has the ability to create something from nothing. But then also if he's got that goal poaching instinct which is clearly shown in these last five games of scoring these tap-ins because it's there is far more talent i mean chris boy made, made a career out of it right yeah so yeah, he's um, he's gone and done that for motherwell which is excellent for them so yeah i mean this result scoby will hurt yogi a lot no oh definitely i mean they're thumped for rangers but fine you know i don't think he'd be happy about five nil though even in even uh you know at ibrox and in the form that they're in. But yeah, this one, to go 1-0 up like that, um, I think it's testament to Alexander. He's given the Steelman that bit more fight since he's yeah. arrived. Um, I don't think anyone embodied that more than Tony Watts in this game. He was just so energetic. And he has been all season. You're saying this about him. You, you, you struggle to remember that he was a Tony Watt that Finn, you'll remember it well. He, wasn't, he didn't exactly set the place on fire when he was at Hearts. Um, you know, he is, is the criticism of him have been about his attitude, about his work ethic, and his way he's applied himself, and his fitness, and his body, and all that sort of thing. But he's just—he's like a man possessed, like in the games recently. Even when Motherwell haven't been playing well, but he—I'd say—gets them back into this. The, the second goal is nice to be moved. Stodsy sends long off down the wing, and it's—you know—it's what that that creates it. Um, almost beats Laidlaw, but yes, yeah, you say John Devante goes in there to yeah. to tap it in. I think, I think big picture here for um, fantasy football Scotland managers and, you know, looking at that bottom six split where you get that wild card, normally there'd be a team that is top of the bottom six that will beat everyone else. Yeah. But right now, if you look at the Scottish Premiership, there's a number of teams that can come in sixth position yeah. and then anyone from sort of seventh down, I think, could get relegated. I think you can make an argument for any of them to go down. Mm-hmm. So what it makes is that there's probably one or two players from each team that will do quite well, but it also makes it very difficult because you get results like Motherwell beating Ross County. Don't forget Ross County have beaten Hibs and Aberdeen in the last like four weeks. Yes, totally. Which is, which is mental. I, one thing I was worrying about, Finn, uh, from a Scotland point of view, uh, Declan Gallagher's form seems to have fallen a little bit off a cliff. Yeah, he had a bit of a clanger in that game as well for, for that goal where he, he just looks like a bit of a headless chicken. Um and you know it's a it's a problem position for us anyway. We thought Gallagher had had filled that hole, but we might be having you can't you can't be starting a a relegated SBL player if it if that's the way it goes in the Euros against the likes of well all the decent teams we're playing. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a worry. Um, maybe Bevis Mugabe's got a Scottish grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> I was the just hand time. The hand <laughs> he was uh, he was the man that leaped highest to make it to one good win for Motherwell, and and as I say, I, I think it's it's good to see Graham Alexander turn them around. Uh, I, I couldn't see them doing that under Robinson the way they've been playing this season. So right change at the right time, and I think that's probably true of all the new managers that have come in. 
Um, and and it's, as you say, John, it's making it really interesting as we get into the back end of the season because nobody looks like the obvious team that are gonna that are gonna go down. Anyway, moving on. Final game. Where will we go? We never spoke about them last week because, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of a bit bored of talking about how good they've been. Um, and the other one's Hibs. So, <laughs> Hibs Rangers. Um, I think Hibs, will, you know, there's one big talking point in this game, obviously. Hibs will be rightly aggrieved. Um, and it's that stamp from Morelos. Um, and it is a stamp, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a blatant stamp. It's... Yeah. It's shocking, um, and that's thin. That's something that you've never done on the football pitch, right? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd always go. I'd always be elbows instead of stamps. A little Achilles raker, maybe, but not not anything as blatant as that. I'm smarter than the Morelos is, I think. I um, I saw that um, Easter Road's favourite son, uh, Urban Welsh, was um, the club had to come out and apologise on his behalf for the comments he made about Alfredo Morelos in the aftermath. I've not actually seen them yet, but some. And you've met them, haven't you? Yeah, it it was it was probably not quite on from one of my favourite authors, but I mean, what what was he saying? He said that Morelos should be uh, cut chopped up with a machete. Um, and sent around the world, or some something like that, which is you know a bit. A bit what do you expect from the guy who writes books like Train Spotting and Ecstasy and Filth and whatnot? Yeah. And then he was also just referring to to Rangers as the current buns throughout as well. So just completely unacceptable. So let let's talk about a little bit about how good Rangers were in this game and a couple of players that I think caught my Morelos actually is in my team. Fantasy yeah, me too. Me too. So I was happy to see him score from that perspective. I'm concerned that he's going to be cited going forward. And yes. also, Rangers have no double game weeks coming up in this Raj double game week world we're about to live in. So I think he's coming out of my team. A guy who I thought was brilliant in this game, and Scobie, you've championed him for most of the season, is Joe Aribo. Uh, his, his product in the final third is excellent. And that pass from Morelos for the goal was, was quite sensational, was it not? Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Aribo's the one, actually. I, I moved from Aribo onto Morelos, but... Um, I, like you, am a bit concerned about the citation and the fact they don't have the game week. Um, yeah, I think Rebo's got to be in everybody's consideration. You know, for the double game week, I think you probably, the strategy with Rangers players is to get into that for a second would probably be to hold on to Tav, obviously, um, and probably Goldson or, or Barisic if you've got one of them. But I think to, to drop down to two of them for certainly this week and maybe the next few weeks, I don't think it's the end of the world. Do you, do you think the natural um, replacement for Morelos then, if, if you're looking at getting rid of them, is just to go Edward? It's that, very tempting. You know, Celtic double game weeks, either Edward or, or Griff is probably probably a good shout. Well, I think he, like, he scored obviously against Hamilton there. He didn't look great again. Like he's not. That's been the main thing. He's just not looked like Edward all year. But he still scored 13 goals or whatever. Um, and you just wonder, is he going to just step it up as he plays for that transfer? You know, you might only get him for a couple of weeks, but we we did have this conversation back in September, John, and he never left. So I feel it's a bit like Groundhog Day, but maybe if anything's going to get him playing, get his arse in gear, it's that it's that move because he clearly wants it. And for, it's Brimpong of, of, of spurred on. For me, the transfer in is Griffiths. Like, you know, scoring the goal there, uh, he's a couple million cheaper as well. So it just gives you that a uh, little bit less risk to spread your money around the rest of the squad. I was trying to think as well, you know, Kimar Roof came on for Morelos in this game. 
I think it's too risky to bring him in because they don't have the double game weeks and just because, obviously, that was his first 20 minutes back since being injured for the last two or three weeks. Um, and Bruce, another one. It's, it's so interesting this season in, you know, from fantasy football's gone point of view and just in the league in general, is there's not been one striker in the Scottish League that has stood up and just had a run of form all year. You just bank on scoring, you know, and maybe, maybe a couple of games off. But like in previous years gone, obviously Cosgrove was slamming them in, Morelos, Edward, these guys setting goal records left, right and centre. Even from small teams, you're seeing that. Like this season, there's not one single striker that stood up and scored regularly and not then had a, maybe an injury that's taken them out or whatever. So it's such a minefield. Up top, it's such a minefield. It is, and just to add to that minefield, Scoby, just as we've come on air tonight, uh, I've seen Birmingham just bid two million for Kevin Nisbet. I mean, wow. on, I think he's worth more than that. But if Nisbet, the highest scoring striker in the games away, then we're we're truly humped, right? Yeah, massively. So I was going to say on the subject to him signings though, Jackson Irving did look good in this game, and probably interesting from a fantasy point of view. He looks like a guy who really wants to get forward. He's big as well. Uh, and Luke's quite handy in the air. He had two really good chances in this game, probably Hibbs' two best chances. The one where Dodge pulls it back, where I think Dodge probably does foul McGregor slightly, um, which he missed. Then he had the header, which was just wide. So um, he's just come into that team. I think Irvin's um, maybe an interesting one to watch. You, you, and, you and Craig were both ranting about him the other week. Um, and yeah, it's convincing me. And I think that covers us off. Lots yeah. to cover there, but I know we've got lots of questions coming in, so will we go part two? Hello and welcome back to part three of episode 25 of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. I'm joined as ever by Scobie for the questions that we've had from the Twitter sphere, from our DMs. And I'm also joined by the man who resembles a bit of a meerkat, Finn Thompson. How are you feeling about these questions about to come in, T? I'm, I'm excited for them because I've, I've, never, I've never seen any of these Twitter questions because I don't have Twitter. That's too much technology for me. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see you know, what, what they actually are. Yeah, these Twitters. The Twitters. These Twitters. Twitters. <laughs> I'm amazed you've got on Zoom tonight to join this. <laughs> well, well, that's just the requirement these days. The so, proper caveman. And so the first question, Scooby, you can answer this too, but I'll go to Finn first because this has been dropped into my DMs nice. from a good friend of ours, Neebs. Oh, and he's come up with this. So he says, once described as Bambi on ice, your playing style is pretty no-nonsense, but you certainly were an aerial threat from set pieces. Are there any similar players in the Scottish Premiership that have your eye on that could pop up with a goal in the coming game weeks? Well, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful compliment. <laughs> um... Yeah, who's who's gonna be popping up with goals from the back? Is it is it someone like Ayer? I think that's a I think that's a decent show with a double game week. I can see him contributing. My boy for the season's been Guthrie. Yeah. Uh, he came close again uh, last night. I think he hit the bar, did he not? And 
yeah. been, you know, that's Livingston. You're guaranteed a clean sheet over two games, I reckon, and I think you're guaranteed a goal. So Guthrie just on that is now defender four, fourth high scoring defender in wow. after after the Rangers three stalwarts, mm-hmm. which is quite amazing. There you 3. go. 3 million as well. Yeah, no, Guthrie, I mean, yeah, as you say, Finn, hit the bar last night at home to Killy. And, um, you know, Livingston coming up against Aberdeen twice in these double game weeks. As I've discussed, Aberdeen are so shite going forward. They danger they scored against Martindale's men. No way, not on that pitch either. Which I generally do think has a bit of an impact. So, yeah, Guth- Guthrie would be my one, absolutely. Quality question, Nibor. Uh, we've got Brendan has been in touch, Scobie. Oh, good old Brendan. He's asked, this is quite a tricky one, who he think, who do we think the transfer in the January transfer window will have the biggest impact on the rest of the season? I'll go first because I've had a bit of time to think about this. And mine is a little bit annoying. It's a sell. So I think the fact that Frimpong has been sold, I think it comes back to Finn's point about Ayer. It means he's going to be playing right back for Celtic, which means he's going to be getting forward more, which makes Ayer, especially all the double game weeks come up for Celtic, an essential in fantasy football Scotland. Do you guys have anything to add on that? Scobie, do you want me to go to you first? Yeah, I think it's, it's a really good question. We'll go to Finn then. <laughs> no, I, you go to Finn. If it, if it, you can answer, you take it. I was scanning the, the ins and outs of of you know the transfer window so far and you know there's not there's not too many inspiring things i quite enjoyed there's there's a quote from kilmarnock's new striker signing george oakley who i believe was at hamilton before he scored four and 27 he, he obviously got you know asked what his playing style was like and his quote was i like to run do the graft and chase lost causes <laughs> so for me, that's one to stay clear of. But then again, I'm pretty sure that's what Connor Salmon did for Kilmarnock, and he banged him. So you never know. There you go. Really did not bang him. Four point seven million uh, listeners on Fantasy Football Scotland. If you are interested, <laughs> um, I do. You know, mine's just more of a it's a it's a series of what ifs. You know, it's what might happen, which as I just said, it's what we were situation we were looking at in, in September as well. Does Edward go? I don't think Morelos goes now. Cosgrove's probably value shrunk, but who knows? You know, it's like Nisbet, what you just talked about, that could be one of the biggest ones. More because as we just said, I mean Nisbet is probably the only one that goes against what I've just said in the past part about no striker having a main form. He has been fantastic all year. A lot of his goals have been penalties, but fine. Um you know, so he, he's probably the only one. So if he were to go in particular, kind of sets you into disarray. I mean, everybody's just going to be rotating strikers all the time. So that would probably have the biggest impact from a fancy point of view. Yeah. Good stuff. Well answered, lads. Oh, we'll move on to the next question. It's from Katie. She's a big Livy fan. Her first question, is Davy Martindale the GOAT? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she says, now, real question, is it worth taking a hit at this stage to swap one of her three defensive Rangers players for an attacking Rangers player? Um, you want to start? Finn, go for it. Yeah, I, I, good, good question. I mean, you've got to think, who who'd you get rid of, first of all? I've, I've gone uh, with a, a, a treble at the back for Rangers, Golson, Barisic and Tav. 
And I still think they're pretty good value back there. I still think Tav's going to contribute a lot of points. I think they're going to get more clean sheets. If I was to get rid of one of them, who would it be for? You're probably looking at Ryan Kent, but I think Kent's still quite expensive, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so are you looking at your Aribos? Who? That's like a good pronunciation at the start. <laughs> <laughs> On that, Scooby, you take it away. What do you think? Um, I just think... Um, it's, so Rangers have got no double game weeks. Everybody's got double game weeks over the next four weeks. We yeah. talked about this next one coming, but it's not just that. Celtic have got three double game weeks. Samarin have got four. Aberdeen have got two. Quite a lot of clubs have got two. Rangers have got none. Okay, so if there's any point that you're going to pair back some of your assets yeah. from Rangers, it's now. I'd still, I'd still personally keep two at the back, whether that's a goalie or defender or whatever. It's probably two defenders. Morales hasn't really done an awful lot for me, and he's hogging up quite a lot of room. You're definitely going to have three Celtic players. Like, yeah. so you just got to, we've got to figure out who they're going to be. And Aberdeen, you kind of want to be drawn to. You're a Levy fan, um, case okay, so I'm assuming you're going to have Levy players in there and St. Mirren too. So I think you've just got to play the, play the fixtures over the coming weeks a bit more. Yeah, agreed. And then just to, I'm going to link all this into a question from Lord O'Connor, who's got in touch. And he's asked us what we think of McGregor in goals because he's a consistent point scorer. But, you know, Rangers, there's better attacking options there. I'd say McGregor, for me, is not an option. Um, and I particularly wouldn't be taking hits to get Rangers players in just now just because they don't have the double game weeks coming up. Uh, so hopefully that is them covered quite nicely. I think that is all the questions, guys. So well done. Well done, lads. Very good. We'll do a quick recap, John. See where we're all at. Oh. In the league, so top score. We've got two. We've got two weeks to go back to, and I've and I've got to do that because you'll never uh, let me forget if I don't. So our top scoring game week twenty five was Ross McIntosh, Catherine's laptop with seventy three points. Well done, Ross. Um, on a week where hardly anyone was playing, seventy three points is an impressive total. Uh, well done. And then in game week twenty six, it was that man, Oi 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 Hudson Odoi again, also with seventy three points. Uh, so good scoring from both of you. Um, so Andrea, when he loses a draw, is still top of the league, but interestingly, by only one point now. Um, so can Andrea hold on to it in the game Hi. week 27 extravaganza, or will we have a new leader next week? We'll have to wait and see. Our current standings, I am 15th in our league, John is 18th, and Finn is 31st. <laughs> That's all right. Mid That's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Oh, Finn, who, just the last question, who are you most excited for the Hearts team to be able to own in the Fantasy Football Scotland next year? Well, it's got to be our new boy up top, who I'm hoping Scobie can uh, pronounce his name for me. Is it not Nibald? <laughs> What's that? I actually don't know, John. But I, put, I did put money on him being a uh, next goal scorer when he came on the other night, and he did. Which it was very what, happy. What an absolute leap for his uh, for his oh. second goal. He's about he's about three meters in the air when he heads it. Yeah, we we've obviously played together at Starks Park, Finn, so we know what it takes to score goals there. I'm surprised you remember it. To be fair, <laughs> I was about uh, 19 points deep at that point, I believe. <laughs> did you not score? I'm pretty sure you scored. Did you not? That's when he's at his best. You tell me, mate. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Finn. Thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, total pleasure. Thank you, mate. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Cheers. You too. <laughs>
We've hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's pod listeners. That's pod 25 in the can. We've got the end in sight. There can't be much more than 10 to go. Please keep with us. Please keep following us on Twitter at FitBarPod. Please keep leaving us reviews. They mean a lot to us. Yep. You've said it all. Uh, all right. Best of luck for the coming game week, guys. Don't forget to do your teams and use those tokens if you fancy it. Uh, we will see you uh, or speak to you again next week. Ta-da. Ta-da.